Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome to the Luke Live Lounge on the Villa View with Chrissy Dolan and myself, Dan Bardell. We're joined tonight by club legend Ian Taylor for his, his third appearance of the season. In fact, mm. if we were on Soccer AM, you would have got a hat-trick ball by now, but we're not on Soccer <laughs> AM, so we don't yeah, we might send you a, we'll send you a mug, we'll send you a mug, we'll send you a mug, there's a, there's a mug coming for you, we'll, we'll plug the mugs later, but there is an Ian Taylor mug coming your way now, now we've managed to get your address off you. Tails, bit of a funny time for football in general at the moment. Funny time in the world. Funny time to be a Villa fan because there's not really any football to talk about. So we'll start with COVID and it's been rife around the world and rife in Bodymore Heath and we'll we'll exclusively break because I don't think that you've revealed it anywhere that you are actually recovering from COVID at the moment. Yeah, um, came out of isolation on last Friday. Um, Just got it just in between Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much the whole of my isolation, I wasn't wasn't too good. So um, you know, it's just crazy. It's just something that I've never never really felt before. Everybody compares it to flu, and I've never had really full on flu, so no. I couldn't compare it. But basically, my symptoms were I had a really bad backache uh, at the base of my back and my my neck and shoulders, and I had headaches. Um, sore throat and the loss of taste and smell like a lot of people have got and yeah it was just really just really knocked me about a bit for a few days Mm. but on on the whole um i was probably one of the lucky ones that it didn't really affect that badly because you know you hear some of the horror stories don't you about what some people have had to cope with and um, yeah i wasn't on the whole i was all right i could get up and about and um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too bad. Before the rumors start, be- before the rumors start, can we just quash the, quash them that it wasn't you that brought the uh, virus into Bodymore Heath? I, I hope not, because um, 
they've pretty much kept us away from the team anyway. And I never went down to Bodymore Heath anyway. So uh, it wasn't you. Yeah, I'm hoping, mate. Fingers crossed it does not come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the track, the track and trace back to Ian Taylor. You, you wouldn't like that, would you, from being, from being at the Games? Dolan, how worried are you at the moment by, by the situation with Villa? Obviously, we spoke on Friday on the, the post-match point and I think not really much has changed since then. But, but how worried are you about how it's going to affect the team? I'm not worried about the football, Williams. As you say, I'm, I'm worried more about, like, you know, the players and their families and 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 even you know how they're going to react and, and and their safety and um because let's be honest like football's it's a great distraction at the minute but um is it really essential work no um i think we uh need to make sure everyone gets everyone gets fit and you know there's a few players for newcastle no st maxim um seems to have hit him quite hard he's been out, he's for, been out for ages a good month at least uh, yeah. i think the sales has, has been knocked um with it quite badly and it's more just the uh it's more just about the the after effect and as you say like um how we can come back from it um i mean the only plus point on on not playing is maybe like the likes of ross barkley and, and, and co getting getting fit again um but uh, if it means just if it means just sitting out a few weeks then I'm more than happy to do so. And you talk about circuit breakers and stuff. I think really, like we 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 will have had our own mini circuit break if you look at it that yeah. way. Um, maybe that's the best way to do it. Instead of instead of stopping the whole league, if clubs do get affected, then each club has their own little mini two week two week um, circuit break. And I think the FA need to look at themselves and, and and ask themselves why there was no plan B in place because surely they would have known that this could have. This could have been, um, you know, this could have been, this could have happened, and, and it, it is happening. And um, and you know, you look at the Euros and you look at uh, the summer and how it's going to pan out. Um, it's a knock-on effect, and um, there'll be a lot of uh, be a lot of games crammed in, especially for us over the next um, next two or three months. And we need to, you know, we could end up playing three games in a week, like uh, we were in, in in the good old championship days. So um, yeah. You know, I know a few of those lads be used to that, but I mean that's probably that at, at that at that level in the Premiership. Then again, you know you look at teams in Europe, and I suppose it'll 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 um get prepared for our uh, European tour next season. You know when we break into that top six, so you know every cloud. Tails, I know it's com- completely different, but I've I've seen in the last couple of days you've been back exercising again off off the back of COVID. Like I say, I know it's completely different from a Premier League footballer having COVID and having to go back into playing football again but what's that been like is it has it been a test or is it just been normal do, do you know because that's what i was going to say is that you know these are fit young guys and um their recovery after it will probably be quite quick mm, yeah. um so you know from my point of view like i said i came out of isolation on friday and then i, I was training on monday so and i didn't feel too bad towards the end anyway so yeah, and it's not it's not affected me really. So, but as we've seen as individuals, it, it just it hits people in different ways, and you just can't predict how people are going to react to it. So, you know, every player is going to be different. So I think they've just got to gauge um, how they react to it and and take it from there. Really. Yeah, it's good to hear that you, as a, a fit old guy, has, has recovered well <laughs> from the uh, from the illness. At the moment, Tails, we don't know whether Villa are playing Everton on Sunday. We don't really know what's going on. I can't believe a decision hasn't been taken. I think Villa are keen that, that we don't play it because the training ground's only going to open on Saturday and there's obviously not much preparation. But 
you, in some ways, you think we're best just to kind of get it done because the backlog of games is going to be incredible. We're going to have four games in hand on, on most teams. And I don't think anyone in Premier League history will have ever had that volume of games to play in, in hand of everyone else. But that's it. Like Chris just said, you're going to just have a, a fixture pile up. And um, I know I know the players want to, you, as a footballer, you want to be playing games all the time. But when they're cramming that close together, you, you've got no recovery time. So um, you're going into games feeling tired. And that's when you do pick up injuries as well. So yeah, um, there's, there's no avoiding it, really. You know, mm. When the Euros is at the end of the season, I don't think they're about to move that, are they? So God knows what they're going to do. I think they're, they're going to have to cram the games in and it's going to be really difficult. But it's something that the players are going to have to put up with, I think. Yeah, some hard games in there as well as it is in the Dole and the, the ones that we've missed. So there's some tough fixtures in there. And obviously, Villa, we're supposed to be playing City on Wednesday. They're, they're flying at, at the moment. So first game back, if that is the first game back, off the back of a, a number of players being ill. I say ill, that's putting it lightly, but, you know, Man City first game back isn't ideal either, is it? Well, it's looking like it's looking like three three away games in the bounce, you know, City, yeah, Burnley. Yeah, things like that as well. Southampton, I thought Burnley were, were, were pretty solid even even last night, and um, mm. we all know how, how good a season Southampton have had, but I think, you know, I know we don't want to get players in in January to bulk up the numbers, but we might need to start looking at a few loan signings just to get, get us through until the summertime, you know, um, because we aren't blessed with a, with a big squad. We, we aren't like Man City or... United or, or Tottenham, they can they can field an entirely new eleven and, and still have you know European or or, or even more class players in, in in that eleven, and we we aren't blessed with that. So, um, so we're going to need to look at, at some reinforcements in January. I think it, for me, it was incredible to see what those kids did uh, last week, and there's no doubt in my mind you could throw you could throw one or two of those guys into the squad straight away, like that you could bring them straight in. There's there's no they've got no fear. Um, but I do think we need a bit of um, I do think we need a little bit of uh, of reinforcement um, because what if Watkins gets injured? Who's who's going to come in and, and and you know play up top and and be that goal threat because we don't have another goal threat at the club. Um, and uh, yeah, it, that to me is a big concern um, because we aren't blessed with a big squad. Has this got the potential to derail the season a little bit, Tails? Because. We've obviously started very well. I mean, since the last time we spoke on a Villa View, Villa have been flying. We've we've continued our, our great start. We realistically, I think we can say that Villa are probably going to try and push for the top six this season. I'm not going to say that we're going to get there, but you know, we we might be in and around it. Has this now got the potential to derail Aston Villa season? I think you can look at it from a lot of ways, can't you? You know, like uh, Chris said, with um, Ross Barkley coming back, it'll be. You know he'll be fit and raring to go when he's when we get him back now. So I think um, it would be good to get a couple of people in this month, um, but they've got to be the right kind of players. I think recruitment-wise, we've done fantastically well um, before yeah. this started um, because they're pretty pretty much every signing's worked, hasn't it? So mm-hmm. yeah. um, you have to be careful of the players that you're going to bring in, but. Um, you know, I've got full faith in the recruitment policy now with the way that it's performed. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a couple of bodies in. I was a bit disappointed to see that, um, you know, talk about Keenan Davis maybe going out on loan when, you know, he's probably the only backup we've got as a stri- for a striker at the minute. So why would we let him go? So I, I don't get that one. But um, maybe that's his agent being at work there and uh, wanting him to go and play somewhere. But... Um, yeah, we, we, we definitely need centre-forward back up. Uh, I'm not 
sure how close Wesley is to coming back. But, um, you know, I saw he's been out on the training field and, and, yeah. and picking a ball now. So um, Surely even if he's fit, he isn't going to be match fit until at no, least the next two months, you know. No. So he, he, he may even get a couple of games at the end of the season. But by then it could be could be too little, too late, you know. And, and that's the kind of injury you don't take any chances with, you know, regard with regard to coming back. So, um, yeah, we, we I think we do definitely need some reinforcements up front. Yeah, I mean, surely Tyler Davis is only going to go if we if we bring a striker in. I mean, I think we'll only bring a striker in if the right player comes about because you like you say you don't want to be scattered gun pulling someone for the for the wrong reasons to be a desperation and you end up in a bad situation like we did in January last season. But surely Davis is only going to go if the, if a striker comes in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, obviously, he'd, he'd want to be going and playing somewhere, so you, I wouldn't blame him for that. But um, yeah, we we definitely need reinforcements up front, and um, you know, I think as a squad, we've coped with it really well. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we um, have. Christmas. I think. I think even when people have been skeptical about the players that have come in, the players that have come in have done well in when they've played. So um, you know, you got to you got to hand it to the squad at the minute. They've uh, they've pulled out all the stops, and um, you know, we're in a position where we are because of the whole squad, really. Yeah, I guess Dolan, we obviously we're having a little bit of a hurdle at the moment. We've got a hurdle to, to overcome, but pretty much every hurdle this squad's had this season, they have overcome it and done well off the back of it, haven't they? Yeah, totally, totally. I just think the club in general has just behaved really, just really professionally. And, and you know, um, even on Friday, you know, there's been a lot of managers and a lot of clubs that have been coming out in the press and moaning about fixture pad-ups and COVID, etc. And we just got on with it. And I think, for me, the way we behaved on, on Friday was 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 incredible. Even if we didn't want to play the game with our kids, we, we still got on with it. And we and we give those those young kids their 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 kind of their their, t- their time to shine. I, th- I thought the club handled it so well, and it was I loved seeing the um, the first team players tweeting and uh, you know messages of encouragement and sharing all the videos and you know I just think it's I think it just shows that there's got an entire bo- entire bond from 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 top all the way through, and it's it's the it's the villa that we that we all know and love you know and um, so for me it's been it's been incredible the way the way they've um, the way they've conducted themselves. But if I'm Perslow and if I'm if I'm Wes Edens and Nassif Suarez, I'll be sitting there going, you know, we are in a really, really good position to attack this top four, let alone top six. We are in a position to attack the top four. And I know we don't want to be, you know, gun ho and and, and and waste money on, on on players that don't want to be there. And I know Dean Smith's got a philosophy and he wants to bring in the right player, the right character. Um, but I'd be, you know, I'd be looking to bring a few players in, you know, and maybe paying over the odds slightly because... When are you going to get a better chance for a club like us to to really attack that top four or that top six? I mean, it's in our hands. We we may well have four games in hand, which would essentially bring us, you know, if we win them all, uh, granted. But we're you know we're 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 really we really are in a position of of, of strength. And um, I'd be looking I'd be looking at and going this week if we had two or, two or three more additions to the squad, we can really go places. Not not you know. Not just this season, but again in the next couple of seasons. Um, I think we're on the we're on to a real winner, and and um, you know, it's, I think today, today two years ago, we lost three 0 to Wigan. Um, we were sitting fifteenth or fourteenth. Um, it was doom and gloom, and this was the time that Smith came in that really tested his, his resolve. And look, 
look where we are now in, in, in two years. It's absolutely incredible. So if we can come this far in two years, where, where are we going to be in, in another two years? You know, like you just, you, you, I, I can't think anybody would have, would have, would have foreseen um, how well we've, we've, we've done since Smith um, and, and Perzo and, and the owners have come in. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable, really. And I think Friday just sort of, topped it off to see the, the the young blood coming through and some of those some of the players like the prospects that we have um coming through is is um it's so exciting yeah i mean dolden's desperate to stray away from the marine order that i've got going on here we, we will come on we'll come on to the fa cup shortly but Towers dolden said a few things there about transfer says about talking about bringing two or three players in now i get the impression that the club doesn't really want to do that they want to build a bit more slowly now and and maybe in the summer you'll see three or four but in january i reckon one is one is one is max where, where are the club do you think do you think i'm right in what i say there i, I think you are i think um they're not gonna well they're not gonna make the mistake that we did a couple of years ago when we bought in so many players for for that amount of money and uh and made quite a few mistakes so i think um it's going to be a bit more measured. Um, I think the the owners that we've got, they haven't come in just to make up the numbers. No, and I think it's one of those where they've got a plan over so many years and they want to be in a position after those years have gone. And um, I think we're probably a little bit ahead of plan uh, yeah. than we thought we would be. But I think... You know what? What Chris is writing is that they want to make the the top six. They want to be in Europe, and they want to be, uh, you know, challenging for those European places. So, um, you know, it just they, it's just a question of how quickly they want to do that. So, uh, but you know, as fans, we all get carried away, and because we're doing well now, we're thinking, yeah, let's get into the top six now and uh, and get into Europe now. But you know, if we're there in you know, next year or the year after, then great, because I think we're on the right path at the moment. And what we're gradually doing is getting a better quality of player gradually. And, um, you know, again, Chris is right about signing players when you're in a position of strength, mm. because, you know, it's, we're in a great position to attract players now, aren't we? Players want to come. Players yeah, want to come to us, Tails. The, the way we play, play, playing with Jack and Co. People will want to play, and it's in yeah. the plays the way the way we do. It's so exciting, you know. You look at the whole club, and the whole club right now. There's a massive feel-good factor. Um, just just even from watching the kids on Friday, mm. you know, the whole the whole world would have been watching that game. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why it was played, <laughs> because for viewing figures, Aston Villa against Liverpool is a massive game around the world. So that's one of the reasons why the game couldn't be pulled. So those kids would have been instantly worldwide seen. So an Aston Villa would have been on everybody's lips this whole week. So it, I think it's fantastic for the club. And, and um, yeah, long may it continue, I think. But I think there's bigger things to come, especially from, from the owners and what they want and, and from Dean Smith and what he wants. Because I think there was some truth in what Dolan said. He talked about the position of strength. Yeah, I know you agreed with him as well just there. So we kind of, I don't think we'd have got Barkley before the season started, but obviously we would have seen the first couple of games. We looked quite good and he decided, yeah, I want to be a part of that. So is there is there like, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but is there a, 
thing to say to go in that direction now and, and try and get a couple of players in because we might be able to get a good quality of player in. See, but at the same time, you know, we would have had to be looking at that kind of player. We would have had to, you know, did, you know, did Ross Barkley actually say, I want to go to Villa or did we go and ask him? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we were in a, we were in a position where a Ross Barkley would want to come to us. So, mm. whether it, whether he wanted to come to us in the first place or we went and asked him and put the question to him, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because we're in a, we're in a position where he was thinking, yeah, Aston Villa would be a great game, great club to go to. And at the moment, you'd think that a, a lot of players would be thinking that. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit similar. I know there's no transfer window back in the day when you were playing towers, but you remember when we sold Dwight York and we had a little bit of money to play with? We, Every month we seem to bring in a player at the start of the season, like a good player that wouldn't have been the kind of player that we'd, we'd bought in before. Do you think we're a bit like that team, quite young, a lot of British players? We are now a very, very attractive proposition for prospective young English players. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know, we, we're, we've always been known as a top six, seven team uh, during the time when I was there. And, yeah. Uh, and we'd always attract or be able to attract decent players. And, um, you know, and we're getting back to that now. And that's, that's all that everybody's wanted is just to get back to that level where we can go and beat the likes of a Liverpool on a given day or beat the yeah. likes of Chelsea. And do you know what I mean? And compete with those guys at the top end of the table. And, and we're doing that again. And, and that's, all that, that's all people want. Um, you know, they don't expect us to go and win the league or do anything like that. But, you know, to be challenging for European places, to be giving these top teams a game, and, we, and we're doing that again. Yeah, and we have we have an, an identity and a vision and a style about us. You know, when you look at, you know, I'm not having a go because it's West Brom, but you look at West Brom, like to get rid of someone like Bilic, who I who, I thought that was that was a really, really shocking decision. And to bring in someone like Sam Allardyce, it's such a short-term vision. You know, there's no... There's no long-term planning. There's no longevity in that. There's no building for the future. And I think Burnley, Burnley are great advocates of that. What happened? The way they've they've behaved with um, Sean Dyche. You know, he's got them. He got them up. Then they went down. Then they've gone back up again. And and I think, you know, there's certain clubs that that would have that would have pulled the trigger on, on Dean Smith. And and and, um, and I just love that we have that plan and we have that vision and we and we seem to know what we want. And where we're going, and it's and it's not gone home. And um, we needed to be gone home last year. Don't, don't get me wrong, because we had a we had probably a squad of seven when we came up for, from the championship. Um, but this season, you know, it's been it's been perfect, and and um, and I think that's going to be the model. Is is just just you know, drip feed these quality players and tie tie these players down like Jack and Mings and McGinn. I'd love to see Conza and Luis come up next in terms of um in terms of contracts. Um, and uh, and and just add that little bit of quality. Um, and it's as you say, it's 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 such an exciting time. There's such a feel good factor around the club, and and people are talking about us. That people are talking about us, and, and we've got our club back from from where it was four, three four years ago. And it's, you know, it's, it's you know as well, what 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 I love to see as well is that um, you mentioned him just the likes of Konza. Yeah, what's a player? Man. How much better is he now? under mm -hmm. Dean Smith and you know he's had those couple of years under him and you know people are talking in uh talking about England with him now and he's Dean Smith managed to make players better than what yeah. they were before and 
you know, there were plenty of the players in the squad now. That a lot of us were thinking, well, is, is he good enough to be at Villa? Is he, can, can they actually stay in this Villa team? And they've proved, a lot of them have proved us wrong and and done really Lewis, well. Lewis, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, a few, there's a few there. And even even Jack Tails, Jack's twice the player he was um, when Smith first came in. I remember when we were at QPR away, we got beat 1-0. It was like Dean Smith's third or fourth game. And... Jack had come back from injury. He wasn't quite at it. And there's a few players saying, oh, people saying, I'll oh, just get rid of him. You know, he's just selling for 40 million. But like, like, honestly, what, you know, his, his progression is frightening. Honestly, guys, seeing him, seeing him live, and I remember, was it the FA Cup? What game was it when we played Burton? I can't remember what cup it was. Um, oh, the, at the start of the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think it was the first, one of the first cup. live and, I just thought, wow, this guy has stepped up like five levels since the last time I saw him play. And, um, you know, in one way, you, you hope that he doesn't outgrow us, but he's just on a different level now, honestly. Yeah, different planet. Yeah, totally he really different. is. He really is. And um, I, I, I turned around and I said to the guys, you know, Jack's just a totally different player now. And, and he is. And, you know, I think... All the transfer talk, we you know, has come back again in the last couple of weeks, and I don't think anybody would begrudge him going on and leaving for a much bigger club. Not that there's many, but um, <laughs> you know, I think he's he's been totally um, loyal to us when I could, because I think I do think he could have gone last year, and and he decided to stay. Um, so, you know. I know we talk, we started talking about Jack, but I think he's just on a different level now. Yeah, yeah, because you're obviously watching games live. We have, I mean, I've been to Villa Park for coming up to a year in a, in a month or so as time now, which just still feels absolutely ridiculous. So you're watching them all live. So let's just go through a, a couple of the players because Mings is getting a, a lot of criticism from Villa fans at the moment, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. I think Dolan agrees with me. But when you're watching live now with no crowd. Can you see how much of a leader and how much of an impact oh. Tottenham Mings actually makes when you're there at the games? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think um, he's a proper leader at the back. Um, I think Konza's probably got better because of him yeah. as well. Oh, 100%. Uh, playing, playing alongside him. Um, and it just showed, you know, when uh, Mings got sent off uh, a couple of weeks back, he was sh- you could he was shouting from the stands. <laughs> hey, was he? Yeah, instructions. And you could hear him. Because he wasn't too far from where we were, and it, honestly, he's the he's the single person that you can hear on the pitch when 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 we're playing uh, all the time. So you can understand why Dean Smith would want him in the side because he is a leader, and he and and players look up to him. So um, you know, and I, I can't understand how any player would get any stick right now, to be honest, no. because Absolutely. we're we're just miles ahead where we should. Ahead of where we should be, and uh, where people expected us to be. So, as a squad, I think um, I think that's how you've got to think about it. That you know, there's players sort of um, way ahead of their expectation, playing well ahead ahead of their expectations. So, just enjoy it. Yeah, just yeah enjoy exactly. it And and uh, and see where we can end up. Yeah, let's talk about Watkins a little bit as well, because you again, because you're at the games, you, you're probably seeing a bit more off the ball. What's going on? How much? How much better has he made us as a team? Even though the goals have dried up recently. Yeah, um, honestly, he's an absolute workhorse, and 
I think the I can I can see why he's been getting a bit of stick the last few games because basically he's knackered. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I think I can't remember which game it was. The when Alex was the one he missed a few chances. Unboxing there. I think it was one we lost. It might have been Chelsea. I don't know. I think he was on his. I think he was on his last legs, and the ball was at his feet, and he just lost totally lost where the ball was, and you just thought, yeah, he looks really tired, and and it now is one of those times when you think it could do with he could do the rest. Yeah, but he, he just he just runs nonstop, and he's one of those centre forwards. Even if like everybody, like quite a few few people know that if he's not scoring, he's still contributing, and. There's been many a time in the past when we've when balls have gone up to our centre forward and it's just come straight back, but it doesn't come straight back with 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 him. Do you know what I mean? So he's always challenging for everything and he doesn't give centre backs an easy time, and and that's what you want from your centre forward when he's even when he's not scoring. So I think um, and people forget that he's stepped up a level. He's never played at the yeah. He's only played as a striker for a year. I think six six goals and, and a couple of assists uh, from fifteen games is is isn't a bad return, you know. And, and he probably should have had about maybe seven or eight. You know, he's he's been unlucky yeah, as well. Um, and um, and I think you know, as you said, like he stepped up a, a level. Um, but he's playing at Exeter Exeter three three years ago, and, and all of a sudden he's asked about his record signing. Um, you know, uh, these things like, you know, you have to put bring all these things in the, in the context. Like, he's leading the line for Aston Villa um, after one good season at Brentford. And even Brentford, like, no disrespect to Brentford, like, they produce some outstanding players, but they're, they're not a big club, you know? There's no expectations on them. There's no there's no pressure on, on these players. Brentford fans know that they're a selling club, uh, and, and that's that's the way it's going to be. And, um, you, you, you have to take all these all these, um, all these these things in the, in the account. It's like anybody that starts a new job, you need you need, you need need months and months to, to, to settle in. And um, and we've seen that. But I mean, if 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 any fan base should know about players settling in and then see what happens in, in the second season, did um, Douglas Luiz was panned last season? Uh, look at him. You wouldn't swap Douglas Luiz for any centre midfielder. Dan Bordell no. in the um, in the prayer. I wouldn't swap. I would. I'd have. I'd have Luis over over Kante at the minute. You know, I, 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 I really would. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, you look at Konza, unbelievable. Um, even Trezeguet's come in and, and stepped up another couple of levels. Um, so for me, you know, if any fan base knows what it's like to see players settle in and and um, and, and then grow, then surely it should be it should be the Villa fans. Um, but listen, that's part and parcel. I suppose that's what happens in football, and it's never going to, it's never going to change. But um, but yeah, no no, no complaints from 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 me about Watkins. And if you watch the games closely and you watch build up play uh, nine times out of ten goals come from him goals come he's from always him, involved him in being involved you know um look at the try the um el Ghazi goal for west brom uh Watkins wins the, wins the first ball Trey gets it whips it in el Ghazi one nil you know and that and that that might not go down as an assist but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have come about if it wasn't for for Watkins's presence and there's been many 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 goals like that um, to, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, lads, you, you just mentioned another name there that was getting panned. Yeah, Trey, exactly. El Ghazi. And look at him now. Trey. He's got a bit of confidence and yeah. he's flying because all sometimes all it needs is 
you know, a, a spawny little goal or a one one decent performance to get your confidence going. And now his confidence is through the roof, and we we yeah. now see we now see what kind of player he can be. So, you know, what does that what does that tell you about some some players out there that exactly. sometimes you only need that little bit of little bit of luck to get you going, and um, and it just takes you wherever you want to go. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I think players react differently. Now, players react on like like in your day, and even even you know even up to four or five years ago, like players react to social media and they read it and they see it, and um, and I think the club realised that, and the club were very very good in the way they kind of bigged up El Ghazi after that Wolves game. Um, yeah, they were. And that that to me, like if my if my employers are bigging me up um, on social media in that way, I'm going to be an extra fit taller going to work. The next day, it's as simple as that, um, and um, and I think Villa have done a great job, um, and again they've done a great job with off the back of the FA Cup on Friday, um, and uh, and it, it certainly it makes a massive impact, massive impact. Just back to Mings very very quickly because there was a couple of people in the comments on our last video, and one, one of them said that if Mings called out the fans, obviously because of the treatment of Al Ghazi, do you think some of the, the stick? Do you think some of the stick means he's getting to us is, is down to the fact he questioned the fans? Because there will be an, a small section probably of supporters that don't really like that kind of thing. Because one of the guys in the comments said, if you're if you're calling out the fans, you have to give it 11 out of 10 every week and he's not doing that. So I, I, don't, I don't think I agree with that at all. But do you think that's some of the reasons no, he's getting a little bit of stick? I don't I don't agree with that. I think um, I think as, as players, they are they are in their own little bubble. So all more so now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Tyrone's doing, doing is sticking up for his mate. It's the right thing to do. Exactly. And I think all he, I think he probably knows um, that. Uh, I think I think the same thing is that Al Ghazi needs an arm around him, and he needs he yeah. needs people he needs people bigging him up, and um, and giving him that confidence. And uh, and I think that's from Tyrone's point of view. That's all he was doing. He's yeah. sticking up, sticking up for his mate. Um, letting letting his mate know that he's sticking up for him, and um, and that's it really. I don't think it was anything towards any fans whatsoever. He just wanted to, you know, um, stick up for him, and that's it. Yeah, as I say, I think it was absolutely the right act from Tyro Mings, and I'm, I fully applaud it, and I'm sure many other Villa fans do as well. Now let's move on to the FA Cup because Dolan's been desperate to get onto the FA Cup the, the whole show so far. Tails, it was, a, it was a bit of a funny evening, but a, a thoroughly enjoyable evening as well, and it was a little bit, I felt a little bit like the plucky underdogs. So it must be how the, the, the lesser teams feel in the FA Cup when they get a, a big tie, and, and when we scored, I don't think I've celebrated a goal like that all season. It was just such a magical moment. It was really weird, wasn't it? You know, it was one of those. Just as he's going through, you're, you're, like, you're like this, aren't you? You're getting up on your chair. Yeah, I was, I was up. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> it, it was one of those, and um, you know, I was just so so chuffed because no one gave no one gave him a prayer. No one even thought that it'd get anywhere near goal. Michael Owen was like saying it was going to be a cricket score before yeah, the start, yeah. and it was one of those. Yeah. Thanks, Michael Owen. Get get up, get that up, yeah. But um, yeah, it was just it was just so good to see. Um, you know, one of the funniest things was when when all our lads were standing in the tunnel watching Liverpool come out, and you could see the faces. They're like, "There's Salah." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Henderson, <laughs> one of those. It was so funny. But um, for him to go out and perform like that, you know, on the debuts and at Villa Park, when a lot of them probably haven't played at Villa Park either. No, no. Do you know what I mean? So um, I thought it was brilliant. And I thought the coverage that we got was brilliant. And um, even seeing my old mate, Mark Delaney, managing the team. And Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Underrated. You know, some things never change with some of the coaches at Villa, um, especially some of the academy coaches keeping the, the players' feet on the ground. It was like one of the coaches telling... Uh, Telling your man to get his shirt back off Fabinho. Yeah, yeah. It was a terrible decision from Louis Barry, that awful decision. Right. But that's something that's gone back years and years. Do you know what I mean? Just little things yeah. like that, where the coaches keep their feet on the ground. You know, they always had quirky little things like they didn't like um, the academy players different wearing different coloured boots, you know, like yeah, white yeah. boots and pink boots, orange boots and all that. They always wanted them to wear black boots and keep the feet on the ground and not be too flashy and, and make it all about football. And, um, you know, some of those things just haven't changed. It must be so difficult to stay away from all the flashy boots nowadays because the black boots are a complete rarity. How would you do it? I don't know how you, if you were banned from wearing black boots, I think, I think it would depend on who your, uh, your boot sponsor is. I think you'd be in a little bit of trouble to be fair. And Dolan, I mean, my, my missus said to me as she went upstairs as the football was about to start, oh, let, let me know. If, if someone scores, what, what the score is. And I said to her, don't worry, you'll, you'll know, but I don't think you'll hear anything from me tonight. So obviously when we scored, she heard, she heard a big scream and, and was surprised. And when we came on and did the show afterwards on Friday, Dolan, and you were one of the most, the happiest I've ever seen you and we lost 4-1. Mm, you know, I thought Crawley beat, beating Leeds was, sorry, that's, that's the wrong game. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I got told, I got told to, to, to keep, to keep it down when Louis Barry scored because I, I went, yeah. I went a bit nuts. Yeah, well, it's just um, I never, I never felt it was going to go anywhere else but the bottom corner. I, I, I was so confident he was going to stick it away, and um, I thought Klopp made a really good um, uh, comparison. He called him a mini Jimmy Vardy after the game, and and that was a real Jimmy Vardy kind of finish, you know, playing off the defender. And, and I mentioned in, in in the podcast after the game that you could see him. Pointed, he knew he knew where he wanted it. He knew what he was doing. Like, and you know, to have that audacity and have that football and brain, uh, you know, on a night on a night like that, playing against players like like that is um, that's why I chuck him in. You know, I I got a bit of stick for saying that a few months ago. I you know I I'd have, I'd have had him in and around that squad um, uh, months ago. You know, I just there's something about him. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Barcelona thing and being blinded by. But I just yeah. think um, I just think he's he's got something about him. And listen, he's he's very raw and he's and he's, he's going to take a lot of uh, it's going to take a lot of uh, time to 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 sort of um to to get built up. But you know, for me at the minute, age doesn't really matter. I think I think if you're confident, and you're fearless. Um, then that's that's what it's all about. And for me, again, I touched on the point that he's the kind of player that he's probably so good that he doesn't need to go out and loan. You know, he doesn't need to go out and loan. He can develop within the club. Um, and I think there's a couple of players. like I know um, Jacob Ramsey seems to be one of those players that probably won't go on loan. He, he had a brief be... loan, didn't he, last season? Very brief. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I really, I like, Jacob, he, he's Jacob's that good. Too, Jacob's too close. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's that close now. He's close to getting a place in the team. So, yeah. um, and he's really impressed me anyway. And I think he's impressed the manager. And uh, I think... It was, it was mentioned on the night on Friday that um, there's quite a few lads that 
were probably training with the first team that could have played in that. Yeah, missing players. That was, that was an understrength. Yes, yeah, the team. So mm. they couldn't play, which was, you know, they must have been gutted about that. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, in a funny way, it was an understrength under 23 yeah. side, if you know yeah. what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's a shame, really. But they did, they did themselves oh, massive favours playing like that. And uh, I'm sure there's a few managers up and down the league who are looking at some of those players now and thinking, yeah, we yeah, so that, so that's yeah, so that as well. I mean, there'd be there'd be there'd be clubs down that lower league that'll want to get on those boys asap and get them in and and um and de- develop them quicker, you know, develop them sooner rather than later because they've been obviously been thrust into the, into the spotlight whereas nobody really would have heard of them um so for them to audition in that way um they could get first team football a lot quicker than they um than they thought they would um you know, it's, and, and it's, it's something, something that i'd always advise a player of that age to do is go out on loan and and you know because they're, they're playing against kids at this moment in time and you've got to go out and play against men and and handle the physical side of it because I know we're I know we're all sort of eulogising about you know how well they played on Friday, but as a footballer you have to try and do that every week. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not just on a one one Friday against Liverpool. You've got to try and do it every single week. And um, for them to do that right now is a tough ask. So I think to go out on loan, get the experience of playing proper football against men. I think um, that would be the next thing for for a few of them. Some of them are probably yeah. even, you know, too early for for that. So uh, yeah, love for sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, yeah Tariq, yeah. um, Tariq Wright with that today on loan to Walsall. I, uh, I see there, so I'll yeah, be great. So it just shows you how well they did, because you know to play against some world class players as well. I think they did so well. Yeah, because you mentioned Jacob Ramsey there being very close to the first time. I mean, his brother, Aaron Ramsey, couldn't play. I'm, I mean, I'm presuming that's because he was training with the first team. So that's nuts in itself. The the one brother who's 19, I think, and then another one who's who's only 17, both training with the first team. That's We haven't had anything like that since the Moore brothers, have we? No, not at all. Not at all. But, you know, I think, um, again, a lot's changed in the academy. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a new academy manager and everything last year. And um, they're looking to change a few things there as well. So, uh, you know, they must have been so proud in the academy to see these lads playing so well, um, because you know it just proves that they're doing the the job so uh, jobs right. Yeah, let's yeah, hope uh, let's hope we can keep um, uh, Mark Delaney as the under 23s coach. Because I tell you what, there'd be there'd be there'd be clubs up down the country even looking at someone like him to to come in and and um, I'm giving give him a shout in the lower leagues. Well, the funny thing is. Not just Mark, but George Boateng's part of the staff there as well. Yeah, and he wasn't there either, was he? Yeah, he couldn't be there because of the bubble, the COVID. So you know what I mean? It's uh, it's a shame because he would have been on the sideline as well. Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, I love obviously seeing the the old players involved in the club. It's really great to see you. Mark Delaney was a great right back growing up, and it's great to see him so heavily involved with the club. He's been there a while now, hasn't he? As well, behind the scenes, not thirteen years or something. He's been involved yeah. with the kids. Man. Long time. Club, 20, 21 years or so, 22 years he's been at that club, on and off. Club along, yeah. well, well, you know, MD, MD was one of those ones, another one that I've, loads of players that I've played with that you would never have thought would be a coach. Really? <laughs> nah, so quiet, so quiet. And uh, now nah, I'm just really chuffed for him that he's got the coverage that he did because, like you say, he was a good servant to the club and, um, yeah, he's doing well on the coaching side now as well. 
Yeah. Who who impressed you from the side tiles? Obviously, we spoke about Louis Barry. Was there anyone in there that you really well, liked? Yeah. Uh, Louis Barry obviously got all the plaudits because he got the goal. But um, I thought the two centre backs were good. Yeah, they're uh, brilliant. Revan was brilliant. Yeah. Keeper was good, wasn't he? Yeah. I thought uh, Bogart was good in midfield. Um, but yeah, I think um, they were the standouts for me because when you're playing against the likes of Salah and Mane and whatnot, it's a tough task, mate. It, yeah. Whether you're season pro or not, and uh, and these kids have come come in and and done so well against world class players. So um, yeah, and and the mentality as well. To be fair, going a goal down so early, and they didn't and they didn't crumble. You know not I mean? that, not uh, just that. It was it was like a it was like a six minute blitz for those three goals, and it could have been nine or ten really if they had a, if they had a crumbled after that. So they had two they had two moments the, the 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 goal after three minutes which could have which could have completely destroyed them. And then they had that little blitz in the second half which killed the game, and it could have gone it could have gone five six seven eight, and it and it didn't. So they recovered they recovered from that as well to see that out to keep the score respectable. So again, I thought that was massive was was a huge. A huge thing as well to 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 stop the rot when whenever they scored those three quick fire goals. And yeah, they saw the last they saw the last half an hour out well. You have to have the ability. You have to have as well. Yeah. You have to have the right mentality and mentally you've got to be strong. And uh, and they showed that last week. I thought I thought it was brilliant. A whole hour, you know, before they kicked on, and obviously our lads had got tired. And um, like you say, they scored those scored the the other three goals. So um, yeah, I thought they, I thought they were brilliant. I thought they were brilliant. And uh, I'll just, again, just carried on the feel good fans. Yeah, big fans. fans and I thought it was brilliant for us. It's nuts, really, that because you think maybe three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, Liverpool rocked up at Selhurst Park and played a team of, of men in Crystal Palace. And Crystal Palace did exactly that when they shipped a few goals. They went on to, to lose 7 0. Was it 7 0 or 7 1? In the end, you know, they, they lost they lost 7 0. So. Like you both said, that team could could have crumbled there. It was a really difficult moment for them, and, and they came through it. And now, what else is nice, Tails, is that realistically, if you're being honest, in academy groups, however good you are as a team, it's very rare that more than one or two go on and play for the first team at Villa from the, from the same group. Players will go on and have careers for sure, but just for them to have that moment of all playing together and having making a debut at the same time for the first team at Villa Park, how special is that? Yeah, it is special. Um, and, and you're dead right, is that, you know, it'll be one of those quiz questions in 20 years' time, won't it? <laughs> you know, how many of this Villa team in 2021... Where are they now? ...had a career in the game, you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? Or went on to play for such and such. And, you know, we do it now with, uh, you know, like you say, the Moore brothers and, and that team winning the Youth Cup and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you just hope that... You do, you do know that uh, a lot of them won't go on to play for Aston Villa, but hopefully mm -hmm. a, a lot of the academy coaches, this is what they'll say. You know, you might not go on to play for Aston Villa, but hopefully you can go on and have a career in the game. And that's, and that's all they want is for those boys to go on and have a career in the game. Yeah, well, you think about the team that won the, uh, the equivalent of the Champions League at the U team. It was Jack's team, wasn't it? And only Jack from that team came through and they were beating big European sides. I can't remember who it was they played in the final. I think it was Chelsea in the end who had a great have a great academy and had a brilliant academy at that point as well. So that team tripped up some of the biggest U teams in Europe, some of the best academies, but only Jack made it through from that team. I mean Callum Robinson's gone on and he's now now a Premier League player for West Brom. He's a Premier League player for a few months. But do you know what I mean? No one's really come out of that come well, out of even that, that crop. 
And I think, but I think that's down to the the lack of uh, the lack of management within the club. I think that was probably the right players at the wrong yeah. time. Obviously, Jack's uh, Jackson lover level, but I think we were in such a, a mess when Jack was coming through. Lerner wanted a sale. There was no structure behind the scenes. Um, yeah, was, the, the right people weren't weren't in place. I think if we had had that crop of players now under this regime. I tell you what, most of that, I think it was Daniel Johnson in that team, and there was a few, few yeah. really, really good players. Um, who's Jordan the kid Brown that was supposed to be? There's a couple of players in that in that team that were Car- really, really Carruthers. good. Um, Carruthers, Carruthers, yeah, yeah. He he always struck me as being a, as being a real player. And yeah, I think time. Robinson did well. Um, so I think if they had been playing uh, in at a club with the right structure, I think it would have been a different story. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's spot on. I think. Um, you know, managers, when they're under pressure, they don't want to play young players. They don't want to take chances on young players. Not a chance. No. So, you know, when, yeah, players tend to come through when uh, when you're doing well and they do get blooded and um, managers have more confidence in, in trying them out. So, yeah, you are right, Chris, with the state of the club and the way it's been. Uh, managers just haven't wanted to do that. Yeah, people don't want to risk their jobs, do they, for the, for the sake of blood in a few youngsters and seeing that they're good enough. In there, I suppose, in the short-term nature of football for managers at the time, like Paul Lambert at that time, it's not worth him putting his neck on the on the chopping board, I guess. Now, Tails, you mentioned about becoming quiz questions in a few years. It's now time. Every time you come on the Villa View, we like, we like to get a little quiz going for you. So we've got a very, very special quiz My this week. I absolutely love it. So do you know what it's time for? It's time for Taylor's Tots. Oh That's dear! This called Tyler's Tots. Oh dear! So he, he, yeah. tales, he, he kept that quiet in the WhatsApp group today, didn't he? That, that shocking name. I mean, I, I thought the quiz was bad uh, enough, but to actually name it as well is is okay. And anyone who's watched the American <laughs> Office will be, be laughing away at the Tyler's Tots. I'm absolutely sure. So this is a quiz based around Villa youth players that Tails played with in his career at Villa. Oh, did you say Tyler's Tops? Tyler's Tots. Tots. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant tots. No, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> Same word, different, different meaning. So, if tails gets it wrong, we're going to throw it out to Dolan. So, essentially, it's tails v Dolan. But I don't think either of you will get some of these. So, I'll give myself a point if neither of you get it. Get myself involved as well. So, question one on Taylor's tots, and there's three answers I'll accept for this. Who was the first player to come through the Villa youth team that Ian Taylor played a first team game with at Aston Villa? It's a bit dubious, so I'll accept one of three answers. Say that again. First question on Taylor's tots. Who was the first player to come through the Villa youth team that Ian Taylor played a first team game with at Aston Villa? I've got two in my head. Well, I bet Taylor's go first. It's not your your go. Have to Liam, Ridge- Liam Ridgewell? That's miles off it, Tails. No, 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 no. I haven't got a clue. You we'll throw do it to... know that quizzes. I've just not got a clue. No, you're better. You're better than you think. You don't. You don't believe in yourself. Over to over to you, Dolan. So I've got. I've got. Well, can I, I've got three, right? Because you've obviously yeah. said we can do. Eagle Workyog. Add him down. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Gareth Barry. I know he came from Brighton, but he sends he came to the no. youth. No. No. So basically, I'll... Ricardo Skimmicka? No. Gareth Barrow? No. Basically, do you know what the answer is? The answer is Brian Small, but I would have given you 
Nigel Spink or Hugo Ekiog, but it's a bit dubious because they were bought from other teams, so I wasn't sure whether whether that counted. Yeah. But Brian Smalls, the the official answer, but I would have given you, I'll give Dolan the point for Hugo, even yeah. though he tested the game West Brom. I got the question totally wrong, didn't I? Well, got it. He, is, he isn't listening. I wasn't. No, yeah. yeah. He's had COVID. He's, he's struggling a little bit. Maybe the ears have been affected. We don't know. Right, move on, move on to the next question on Taylor's Tots. In your last appearance for Villa in May 2003, a 3-1 defeat at Leeds, an academy graduate came on as substitute just before you. Who was it? So you'd have been sat next to him on the bench, I suspect. No way either of you get this, by the way. I've got no idea. No? Dolan? Um, came on as a sub. So when was Tills' last game for Villa? 1975. 1975. Uh, 2003. That wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't a Ricardo Skinnaker, was it? No. You love no, what, what, Tills, 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 Stephen Cook. Stephen oh, I saw him. I saw him. Not the curtains. Ago, but, um, Did you? But you don't remember being sat next to him on the bench? No, I know. Someone Kerry, had Kerry C. Looks Kerry like he's got Kerry C. Got yeah. it right, Stephen or Lee Cook. Yeah. Go ahead, Kerry well, C. Well, well done. done. Kerry. Excellent work. Question number three on Tyler's Tots. In that same game, you replaced an academy graduate. Who oh, was it? Dear. Who you came on for in your last game at Villa? See, that with that game, I can't even remember that was so... <laughs> 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 no, it's not. That's not good. Not good considering two of the questions are based around that. <laughs> oh dear. Repeat the question. <laughs> in the same game, your last game for Villa at Ellen Road in 2003, you came on as substitute for someone who graduated from the Villa youth team. Who was it? Was that Lee Hendry? No. Golden. Oh, um, wasn't like I'm trying to think. Maybe he took a striker off and put him a fitter. It wasn't Darius for sale, was it? No, it was Jay Lloyd Samuel. Oh, now, I'm not sure why you were coming on for a fullback, but that's probably a question. For, no, I know. Uh, the day. There's we some strange case, things happened. Case in the game, we were chasing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Who did you share a pitch with first? This is question four on Taylor's Tots. Who did you share a pitch with first? Darren Byfield or Darius for sale? Fifty-fifty here, man. Yeah, if he gets you, if he gets you wrong, you're an easy stroke. <laughs> right. I think it was Byfield. Correct. Hundred percent correct. Well done, Taz. That's your, your first one on question four. There's only two more questions left, so don't worry. This this will be over soon. And I have to send some design. We've only got five yeah, minutes left. Five minutes left. Well, I'm just glad. We, I'm just glad I got one. <laughs> yeah. Well, next one. Question five on Taylor's tots. Ian Taylor scored with his shin in the 1996 League Cup final. Which player that came through the Villa youth team was on the bench that day? Oh, I know. It. I've got it. What did you say? Lee Hendry. No. <laughs> no. It, it wasn't. It wasn't Graham Fenton, was it? No, 96 oh. Dolan. It was Michael Oakes. Oh, Edwards was on the bench. Not in 96, he wasn't. He was in 2000 for the FA Cup. 1996 there. There's only three subs in those days. All oh, right, yeah. 
much. One final chance to redeem yourself. Don't argue with the quiz master either. I've, I've done some thorough research on, on this. Question six, final question on Taylor's Tots. Who scored more goals for Villa in the Premier League? Was it youth team graduate Lee Hendry or was it club legend Ian Taylor? God. Um, it's, it's close. It's very close. It's very close. I'm going to say me because you wouldn't be asking it. <laughs> oh, I would have had even more reason to ask it if it wasn't you, but it is in fact you. You scored 27, according to my research, and Lee Hendry scored 26. There's no way. There's no way until he scored 27 goals. Oh, he are, you, are, you, are you including like own goals that, that like no, it should no, have been he had. stolen? It should have been more. He had a few not. He had a few seasons pushing double figures. He had a couple of seasons where he pushed double figures. So yeah, 27 Premier League. I, I think that feel, that feels quite low actually. I'm not sure. Feels, feels, feels like way too much. I think it's the league Premier League owner. Yeah, yeah. None, of, none of your UEFA Cup goals and your Cup yeah. final shins. None of them. There's a few, few them. more than that. Yeah, yeah. But in the Premier League. That's the... So you did okay. You redeemed yourself a little bit t- towards the end. You did seem to want to answer Lee Hendry for a lot of things, which was a bit of a problem. But Yeah, that's the only player I can remember. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see why you did that. We are nearly at the end of the show. I think everyone will be delighted, including Tails, that we are nearly at the end of the show after that after that Tyler's Tots segment. But we do have some admin to do, as always, at the end of the show, my absolute least favourite part. So we have got a competition today that will be over on our social media. It will be on the Villa View Instagram page. So head over there and you'll find out how you can win a piece of Luke Roper sportswear. I'm hoping it's going to appear on the screen. There it is. Don't ask me what yeah, it's called. Because... I'm going to go with Crunch, Ria, Rioja. Rioho? Rioho? Rioho. Rioho. You said it was Rioja. You were trying to stitch me up, though. I reckon that's why I haven't <laughs> said that. So, yeah, if you head over to Instagram, you'll see details of how, how to win that stupidly named prize. But they are good. It is good gear. It's a stupid name, but it, it is good gear because I've got it on right now, and it is good gear to, to work out in and also lounge around in. So, yeah, make sure you're going on to our Instagram to try and give yourself a chance of winning that garment. The other thing I've been told that I need to promote is something called the Luke Performance Club. Now, I know Ian Taylor's going to be all over his social media in the coming days to to talk about this and, and promote this, aren't, aren't you, Tails? But Yes, I am, yeah. It's run on something called the Telegram app, which I've got absolutely zero clue what that is. It sounds like something that Tails used to use back in, the, back in his younger day, but I don't know what the telegram app is at all but you can do your uh oh, apparently it's, it's like whatsapp so that there we go producer save me there it's a little bit like whatsapp so whatever your regime of choice whether it's running cycling or whatever luke are going to set some challenges around that they're going to give away vouchers they're going to give away prizes and it's just a chance in january to get motivated and try and win yourself some luke gear so again it's all over the luke social media at the moment so go and check that out and get involved if you want to if you've got some healthy goals, like, like myself in January, go over and get involved. These two here sat drinking alcohol the whole way through whilst I drink my massive, stupid bottle of water. I've not you're drank Tails, show us your glass of wine, mate. Come on, stop it. No, he had a wine. He had a wine out earlier, a nice glass of white wine that, that I saw <laughs> on the screen. We are also still selling mugs. There was a new range that came out in the last month or so as well, Villa View Mugs. One with Ian Taylor's face on, which is a, an absolute joy, and one will be making its way over to Ian Taylor's residence very, very soon so that he can promote that. 
on his social media. So, yeah, there's a special d- dimension mug as well, one with Sid Cowan's on where we're raising funds. Any money that we, we make in profit for the Sid Cowan's mug will go directly to yeah, Alzheimer's and dementia charities because that's, that's what we want to do. So if you are going to buy a mug, probably go for that one because it's for a really good cause. There's going to be some prints coming out as well. So if you want to hang a picture of Ian Taylor up on your wall, you'll be able to do that as well. I, I mean, you weren't keen on the picture that we chose, were you, Tails? You said he was a little bit too old in the Muller shirt with the with the, the afro, not afro, but like yeah, yeah, some yeah. younger pictures, man. We should have used the the one with the bleached blonde hair. Uh, that'd have been much oh, better. Yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah, that one. When I look like right. a bit like you. I mean, yeah, we have got. I actually have got a picture of that because I anticipated that you would take the pick out of my hair at some point, and we've waited till the end of the show for it to happen. So I did have an ask the producer to bring up the image of you with blonde hair. If he could put it up on the screen now, he's going to let me down, isn't he? He's had a good show up until now, and he's let, let me down. Go. Let him go. No, we, no, we there, there we go. It's the year 2000. <laughs> there he is. I mean, you know that you were my hero growing up, so there was always going to be some point in my life when I tried it. Just right, because you did it. I was setting trends 20 years ago. <laughs> Sorry, <enough. laughs> I think we'd all pay good money to charity. To oh, see that haircut replicated. I thought been. Dolan was a bit quiet. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> can we get that? Can we? Can we get that back up? Dolan, how much money would? How much money would we have to raise for charity for you to do that? I, I mean, you know. Oh, that's not, that, that, looks, that looks fresh. Uh, that's too bad. Listen, if I if I stay if I stay in, in lockdown over the next few months, I'll, I'll do that for charity. Will that go better than the time you promised you were going to get a tattoo if it got promoted that you never ever did? I've still got to get one. I'm not allowed to get one. <laughs> okay, we won't we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. That's, that's an that's an absolute disgrace. I'm not allowed to get one. Yeah, guys, we won't we won't talk we won't talk about it because I, I, I like you. I can't like you say are. how I feel about that on air. <laughs> it's completely unacceptable, but we don't we don't really want to talk about it. So I think. Now we've gone through the ramble that is the end of a of a Luke Live Lounge. I think we're done. All that's left to do is to thank Dolan, who's now put his hood up, and to thank Tails as well for coming on as ever. We always enjoy having a chat and having a laugh with you, and maybe we'll get you on again. I know you, it's not your favourite thing to do, but maybe we'll get you on again before the end of the season. It's all right. Oh, every, I met with the, every time I ask you to do anything, I met with the same three, three letters. <laughs> FFS every time without without fail whenever I ask you for anything I get an FFS but you're here it's been on three times we can't not I'll tell you what, what what I'm going to be what's happening on the group is uh, does Tails always have a glass of water with, with him when he's drinking um, wine because right. you know it keeps him hydrated so you know because he's he's getting older now you know and and, and the hangovers yeah. kick in so he has to pour himself a wee glass of water just 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 <laughs> just, just, just to, to have alongside his uh, his glass of wine in recovery as well Oh, yeah. Excellent. Wrong show, but excellent advertising. Wrong show. Great advertising. <laughs> Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> big, big, big friends of the channel. So, so let's go. I'm imagining most people have turned off by now. It's just us three having a chat. Yep. Yeah, very good tales. All in loop tonight. It's what we like to say. <laughs> thanks to everyone that's watched. Out. Yeah. Thanks to everyone that's watched along and thanks to everyone that's commented through the show as well. It's been a pleasure to be back. Thanks to Tales and Dolan of the Villa. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.